You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Join me for a word of prayer. Gracious God, who was and who is and who is to come, we give thanks and praise for you during this Advent season that we have time to prepare our hearts for your coming, to cultivate in ourselves a love of you, a love that is empowered by your grace and Holy Spirit. Bless us now as we come to your word and seek wisdom for the living of this life. Seek a word of life from you. We ask it in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. So, it's always fun to come to church in December. And you go from Bing Crosby and Peggy Lee and we like Michael Buble and Toby Mack it's all very positive and uplifting and you come to church and it's you brood of vipers. Ah, it's always just a little different. It's uh, preparing ourselves for the holidays more, means more than just getting in the spirit as much fun as that is to do. Preparing ourselves for the coming of God means searching our hearts and living as the Baptist calls us to do today in repentance. Now, family is an important thing. Family is important because it's the only pre-political institution. I want you to think about that for a minute. Mom, dad get together, baby comes along. You've got a unit before any legal entity says you're allowed to have a unit or make a unit. Family is foundational to our sense of who we are and our identity in this world. And all of us know that it's in those first couple precious years of our lives that major parts of our personality are put in place. Our sense of who we are vis-a-vis the world is, well, if not cast in stone, at least cast pretty hard. And John, as he's preaching talking about the coming of the kingdom of God, which all we're looking for. When the religious rulers of his day show up, addresses them as a brood of vipers, tells them to bear fruit befitting repentance, and says, don't presume to have Abraham for your father. Now the covenant with Abraham is crucial. As important as the Sinai covenant is, the Abrahamic covenant precedes it. And it's significant because it's the first time God has made a covenant with anyone after Eden. The 40 nations are scattered in chapter 11 of Genesis. And rather than choosing any one of those nations for himself, God chooses a single individual and says, I'm going to make you into a nation. 
and to know who you are in Jesus' day as a member of the people of Israel is to know that you are a child of Abraham. It's where your security comes from. And John is chopping right at the root of that security. He's saying, if you, you, want to, you want to say you're like Abraham? You want to say you're a child of Abraham? God said to Abraham that his faith made him righteous. Where are the signs of your faith? Because this was a corrupt religious institution, folks. Where is the evidence that you have the faith of Abraham? God can raise up children for Abraham out of the stones if he wants to. You've got to do more than that if you want to demonstrate that you are people of the faith of Abraham. The faith that God said made him righteous. Now that, that would be as my, one friend would say, that's pretty heavy. <laughs> we do. We need to remember how important family is. Throughout most of human history, your family was your most important connection because it was the only one that wasn't cobbled together legally, as I said before. It's not only where you found your identity, it's what protected you from the world. To be a human being alone in the world is to be, well, usually abused and pretty soon dead. You need to be part of this family unit. And so your relationship with your family was critical in every possible way. And John the Baptist is saying, you now can't presume on that relationship. In fact, he goes even a little further. Instead of saying, he's not just... I said, he's not just saying, brood of, he's not just saying, you know, you're, you're not a child of Abraham. He's going a little further. Brood of vipers is poetic language for you're a child of a snake. You think you're a child of Abraham? You're not. You're a child of a snake. Now, the last time a snake showed up in Scripture, it wasn't a good thing. The snake is the one who leads them into temptation, results in the loss of paradise, which is why everyone's anticipating the coming of the kingdom. He's hacking at their sense of identity and he's saying, bear fruit worthy of repentance. Show that you are repenting and we'll know you're a child of Abraham. Now, repentance is something that's kind of got a bad rap in our culture. We tend to think of someone who's repenting as gloomy all the time and if you're worst case scenario, they called them flagellants. They would whip themselves in the Middle Ages. They hit themselves with a whip. They were, that was showing their, their penance. But... Repentance just means to turn around. To turn around from anything that's not in line in your life with what God's will is for your life, to turn around from that and turn back to God. This is why Luther, in the first of his 95 Theses, says the whole of the Christian life should be one of repentance. He didn't mean we should be gloomy. In fact, Luther got criticized by some people for having too much of a good time. (laughs) What he meant was that we were to align our lives more and more with God's will for our lives. And as we do that, we will grow more and more into the humanity we were supposed to be from the beginning. 
We will find growing in us a love for the same things that God loves. And we will grow richer and deeper, not only in our relationship with Him, but in our relationship with each other, because we no longer need to be defensive. We no longer need to be on our guard, hiding as Adam and Eve did from the moment of their first sin from one another. For if I can stand before God, stripped of all my pretensions, I can do the same for my fellow human beings. Most of us know the story of Pinocchio from the Disney. Disney does a pretty good job with it, but if you want to read the original, it's a, it's a much more gripping story in some ways. I'm not going to remember the author's name. It's Carlo something. He's Italian. Um, 1883. And um, he was a man of profound faith. There's a reason why Pinocchio's, well, what my spiritual director used to call his come to Jesus moment, <laughs> happens in the belly of a whale just like Jonah. The man who has crafted him in love, Geppetto, can't give him real life. Just as our earthly parents, for all their importance, can't give us eternal life. And while he cannot do anything that will earn him becoming a real boy, what he can do is prepare himself over and over and over again for the touch, the unmerited gift that will make him a living flesh and blood creature. In the same way, in our seasons of preparation, our repentance does not earn God's love. It doesn't earn our salvation. But it prepares us for the touch of His grace. And it's true that God can raise up children for Abraham, children of faith, from the very stones. For there's nothing stonier than a human heart unsoftened by the word of God. There's nothing colder than a human spirit untouched by the fire of the Holy Spirit. This spirit in which the Christ will come and baptize. We want to be children of Abraham, not children of the serpent. So we prepare ourselves. We turn back from the parts of our lives that aren't in align with God's will because God's will for us is for us to flourish and be the people we were to be without sin. And as we grow, as we grow in that way, we will have a joy that's more than passing pleasures. We'll have love, which is more than seeking the love of others be able to be a blessing as we have been blessed. And we will know a peace that passes all understanding. The peace of Christ. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Blessed Lord, we give you thanks and praise that the hope of all time, the long-awaited Messiah, has come. That he has promised to be with his people even to the end of the age and finally to reappear in glory to usher in the fullness of your kingdom. Grant us to abandon all things in our lives, to repent of them, 
that are not in align with your will. For we know that you want more for us than we want for ourselves. Life more abundant. Blessings more fruitful. Grant us this, that we may grow closer to you and bless those around us. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light.